What's going on family? Let's talk about something that's been buzzing in the tech world, AI safety and security. How do you feel about the rapid advancements in AI and the potential risk that it brings? Have you heard of the stories about AI being tricked? It's a real concern, but fear not because there's a real solution, AI Red Teaming. You see, AI Red Teaming is all about stress testing. You see, AI models and deployments to prevent unauthorized access and data leaks. It's about ensuring that your AI can't be tricked into providing information beyond its intended use. And guess what? You don't have to do it alone. My friends over at HackerOne has a community of over 750 active hackers specializing in AI security testing. You see, in a recent engagement, just 18 hackers identified over 100 valid findings in just two weeks. That's the power of ethical hackers. Wow. So if you want to ensure the safety and security of your AI deployments, look no further. Head over to HackerOne.com and explore their AI red teaming services. With strategic flexibility, rapid deployment, and a hybrid talent strategy, HackerOne has everyone, everything you need to safeguard your AI. Don't let AI keep you up at night. Visit HackerOne.com today and rest easy knowing that your AI is in safe hands. If you try to make yourself be disciplined, you're going to fail. Yeah. A lot of people try to force discipline upon themselves. What do you want bad enough that you're willing to deal with something that is uncomfortable for you in order to go through it? So, so if you are getting married in six months and you really want to look good in those wedding photos, you'll go to the gym even if you hate the gym because <laughs> how you look in those photos right, is more important than the fact that you don't like the gym. Yo, what's going on, fam? It's your boy, Anthony Neal. Welcome back to the table. Yes, I'm, I'm loving the studio. Like, I'm loving it. I'm seeing the comments. I'm getting the DMs. Thank you all so much for um, such, such kind words. You guys already know. We're going to keep it real, relevant, and relatable right here every single Monday morning at 8 a.m. Central Standard Time. Uh, we're going to drop a brand new video, and you all are hungry, man. And so today, I'm excited because today we're not going to really talk about money, money per se, but we're going to talk about something that impacts your money. If you do not get this message today, uh, you will not be wealthy. So I'm not going to talk about the principles, but we're going to talk about, hey, what does it take to get to the money principles? And I'm so pumped because we have the owner of Work On Your Game Incorporated. He is a nine-year professional basketball player vet, and he teaches productivity through mental toughness, confidence, and discipline to athletes, entrepreneurs, and business professionals. I just met this brother, and I said, I got to get him on the show. Ladies and gentlemen, can y'all help me welcome? Welcome to the table, Dre Baldwin. What's up, man? How you feeling? <laughs> well, I appreciate it, Anthony. I appreciate that introduction. I'm feeling great. Excited to be here. How are you? Man, I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good, man. Well, listen, here yeah. at the table, bro, I don't really like diving in uh, with a bunch of fluff. I like to go straight, straight, straight into it. You've written a book that I think people need to get, uh, but I want to get straight into what you do. I mean, you you teach uh, people, especially athletes, entrepreneurs, and business professionals on what it means to have a bullet 
proof mindset. And I believe that our mind is our greatest asset. So I teach people every single day, uh, your, your greatest asset is your mind. And I tell people, mind your business, okay, because your mind is a business. And you say that you need to have a bulletproof mindset. Break that down for us, brother. Talk to us. Let's dive straight into it. Well, the bulletproof mindset is the, the key framework of what we teach here at Work On Your Game, which takes the mental tools that you need to get to the top 1% in the sports world, and we translate those directly over to the business world, to everyday life, Anthony. So the four principles of the bulletproof mindset are discipline, okay. showing up every day to do the work. Yep. Confidence, putting yourself out there boldly and authentically. Mental Woo. toughness, continuing to show up, doing the work, putting yourself out there, even when the success that you have expected to achieve as a result of that discipline and confidence has yet to occur. And then the personal initiative to take all of this and actually put it into action, turn that potential energy into kinetic energy and actually take initiative, go make things happen instead of waiting for things to happen. So that is what the bulletproof mindset's about, because we all know, you know in life, there are going to be setbacks, there are going to be challenges. Even when you have the mentors, you have all the information, you went to school, you did everything, quote unquote, right. Everything's still not going to work out the way that you expect it to. So how do you deal with those setbacks and challenges? Yeah. That is what the bulletproof mindset is about. And I love it, man. You playing professional basketball, you learned these four steps. Mm-hmm. And we're going to dive into it here in the show. So y'all y'all keep it locked because y'all know how I roll. I want to make sure that you get inspiration, aspiration, and information. And so we're going to break this stuff down. But let's go back a little bit into your story, bro. Tell us a little bit about your sports background that made you come to where you are today, though. Great question. So I come from the city of Philadelphia, PA. Uh, live in South Florida now, Miami. But growing up in Philly, the reason I mention that is because anyone who's from that area of the country, we're talking Boston, D.C., yeah. Baltimore, New York, Philly, Jersey, all we do, young men, we play ball. We yeah. all think we can play ball. We all at least take a shot at it at some point. <laughs> so I was, I played all the sports growing up, finally settled on basketball around the age of 14, which is pretty late if you want to do something in basketball, college, let alone the pros. Mm. Didn't make my high school team until I was a senior. Sat the bench the one year that I was on the team, two points per game. So anybody who knows basketball knows that's not a lot. Now, and maybe soccer or hockey, that's a lot. But basketball is not much. Uh, walked on in college, Division three level, which is the third tier of basketball. Yep. And March Madness is D1. We're D3. Okay. I graduated from college and wanted to play pro ball, but I didn't have any prospects. I didn't know. Nobody knew me. I didn't have any agents calling me. No teams were scouting my games or anything like that. But I had this idea that I wanted to go pro. But... How am I supposed to do it? And there was not much information out there about what to do, where to go. And there's no official process because at this point, I'm looking at playing overseas ball. So when it comes to playing overseas ball, there's no official process that tells you, all right, you just need to do steps one through five and you'll be overseas. It doesn't work like that. So a year removed from graduation, I went to this event called an exposure camp. Mm -hmm. Most people probably don't know what that is. Exposure camp is basically like a job fair, but it's for ball players, for athletes. But you don't just walk around and shake hands and talk about what you can do. You actually bring your sneakers and you prove what you can do on that court against a bunch of other guys who all want to get the same jobs that you're trying to get. So it's kind of like a meat market, honestly. So you got to go in there and show your thing. And it was only about two days and we played four games in two days. I did pretty well there. I got a nice scouting report. They talked me up, made me look good. I got the video from that event. And then I start calling agents. Now, yeah. most people, when you're a talent in the entertainment industry, the agents are calling you, right? Yeah. And then you pick one and then they help you get a job. Yeah. I had to call the agents because nobody knew who I was. Wow. So I sold myself to an agent, finally got one. That agent helped me get started playing pro ball 
overseas. Wow. Now, my first job was in Congress, Lithuania. Now, at the same time, just to give people a, a forward picture here, that exposure camp, the footage from that event, Anthony, was on this thing called a VHS tape. You remember those? Yeah, absolutely, brother. I'm 37 years old, yeah, bro. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so it's a, yeah, this is 2005. I went to that camp. So I took that VHS tape, and I just need to keep that footage because this footage is like my golden ticket to my pro basketball career. And it was probably the best footage I had of myself playing ball at that point. Mm. Mind you, I grew up in the era. We grew up in the era where we didn't have a phone. So yeah. you did something great in the 90s. Unless somebody had a camcorder, all you got is your memories and the story. So I had that footage. I took it to an audiovisual store, got it put on a data CD, put that CD in my desktop computer, my parents' desktop computer, and I uploaded the footage to this brand new website called YouTube.com. Mm. And that was this the first year that site had come out. Yeah. Yeah. So at this time, so now I started playing overseas at the same time I started this parallel career posting videos on the internet. I didn't even know it was a career until five years later when it became a thing. It wasn't a thing at that time. Yeah. But that's how I kind of had two things going at the same time. I, I feel you. And so that's where you really learned these four principles um, on how to work in your game as far as in within your actual game, playing basketball. And then now mm -hmm. you have these principles, the same principles when it comes to your life, when it comes to building a business, when it comes to uh, getting out of debt, when it comes to, I mean, whatever you want to do. So I want to dive into these principles and help someone uh, with these principles. When you guys think about your finances, a.k.a. your money, do you get stressed? Do you get anxious? Do you feel like, hey, where do I start? How do I begin? What do I do? Well, check it. I totally get it because I remember being 18 years old, being a young man, uh, living paycheck to paycheck, homeless, sleeping in the back of my car. I totally, totally get it. But I got something I want to share with you that's going to help change your financial future. And this is called Ramsey Plus. Ramsey Plus is going to give you this step-by-step -step plan, the step-by-step guide on how to change your financial future. Inside of Ramsey Plus, you're going to learn how to get an emergency fund, uh, how to get out of debt, how to start building wealth, how to start investing. We're going to teach you everything you need to know on how to change your financial future. So for right now, if you text the word AO plus, AO plus to 33789, I'm going to give you a free 30-day trial. Now, check this out, you guys. Let me be real with you, all right? Can you think about what can happen if you commit to 30 days, what those 30 days can do for the next 30 years of your family's life and your life? Listen, I can't say nothing else. Text the word AO plus to 33789 so you can change your family's future. This is your boy, Anthony O'Neill, and I approve this message. Did you know that there are nearly 45 million American people that total up to have $1.6 trillion in student loan debt. Did you know that one of the main reasons uh, preventing people from building true and lasting wealth are student loans? The average person will graduate with $35,000 in student loans, but a fifth of these people will graduate with a mortgage payment, but don't even have real estate. That's right. They graduate with $100,000, $300,000 in student loan debt. And when I wrote the book, Debt-Free Degree, and I was out there on book tour, and people were asking me, hey, I'm getting this book for my child, but what do you have for me? I have student loans, and I need to pay them off, but I need direction. So I wrote a book called Destroy Your Student Loan Debt, the step-by-step -step plan on how to pay off your student loans. I want you to get the book. It's only 50 
five pages long, and I literally walk you through step by step. How do you refi your student loans? How do you pay them off quicker? How do you negotiate some payments lower? I walk you through every single thing. It's a quick read. And if you buy it, it's only 10 bucks. 10 bucks can save you 10 years. Get the book right now. Go to anthonyoneal.com, anthonyoneal.com, and change the next 10 years of your life. It's your boy, Anthony O'Neill, and I approve this message. If you're just now tuning in, it's your boy, Anthony O'Neill. Welcome back to the table. If you're listening to this via podcast, y'all, it's about to get good. I want y'all to share this podcast. Or if you're watching it on YouTube, I want y'all to share this because Dre is about to drop some knowledge that I believe uh, will help all of us. Hit that subscribe button. Uh, go on ahead and subscribe and rock out with your boy. Because don't forget, every Monday, 8 a.m., we drop in some knowledge. It's going to help you reach your goals. It's going to be a real relevant and relatable conversation that's going to help you accomplish your dreams, your goals, build wealth, get out of debt, you name it. Uh, so, Dre, let's talk about this discipline thing. Because for me, when I look at the word discipline, and when I really break this thing down for myself, discipline to me is the bridge between where we are today and where we want to go tomorrow. So what can we do to become more disciplined? Number one thing I tell people, Anthony, when it comes to discipline is you got to figure out an anchor. Come on, you man. Need an anchor to be disciplined. Ooh. Because if you try to make yourself be disciplined, you're going to fail. Yeah. A lot of people try to force discipline upon themselves and you can do it for a little while. It's like if somebody wants to get in shape, but they hate going to the gym. You can force yourself to the gym maybe for two or three days, but you're not going to keep doing it. If you don't really want to go to the gym, eventually you're going to find a reason not to go. Yeah. You need an anchor, meaning what do you want bad enough that you're willing to deal with something that is uncomfortable for you in order to go through it? So if you are getting married in six months and you really want to look good in those wedding photos, you'll go to the gym even if you hate the gym because <laughs> how you look in those photos right, is more important than the fact that you don't like the gym. And is is really as simple as that. It, that is where a little bit of that, I guess you could call motivation. You yeah. know, the, the how bad do you want it piece yeah. that you hear a lot of motivational speakers talk about. And I don't really consider myself a motivational speaker, but when it comes to that point, you do have to have an anchor, something that is willing to pull you through the stuff that you don't really enjoy in order to be disciplined. If you don't have that in place, the discipline will eventually wear out. But discipline can become its own momentum at the same time. Yeah. Once you get it going, it becomes a habit and it starts to kind of work off its own energy. It's just the, the law of inertia that is easier to keep doing something you're already doing yeah. than it is to stop and start, stop and start. So once you get a little bit of momentum with your discipline and you're seeing some results, or at least you have the belief in the results that are going to come, then you will be willing to keep that discipline going so you can get to the outcome you want to get to. So break that down, man. Let's go deeper into that. How do we help people really start the process? They're saying, okay, I want to go to the gym. Okay, I want to I want to start paying off my debt. Okay, I want to start a business and launch a business, um, but I'm not disciplined. What are some practical things they can do right now uh, to really start that process of becoming disciplined? I'll give you a couple things. Okay. The first thing is you got to stop negotiating with yourself. Ooh, ooh. This Ooh. is the first step when it comes to discipline for anyone who, and this is also mental toughness at the same time. Yeah. Negotiating with yourself is when you say, okay, I'm going to start putting away $20 a week, $200 out of every check, whatever yeah. it's going to be, going yeah. to the gym every morning. If you tell yourself you're going to do it, and then it comes to time to actually do that thing, yeah. you have to do it. Yeah. And if you don't, what happens is, or you start trying to kind of change it up, like, all right, I said I was going to put away 200 let me just do 100 
So I was going to go to the gym three times a week. Let me just do two. Now, at that point, you're negotiating with yourself. Mm-hmm. And the thing that the analogy that I give to people is, listen, if you have a job and your boss tells you, hey, I need these five things done by Friday. Yeah. You don't go to your boss and say, hey, I'm only going to do four. <laughs> All right, if you have a, when you're growing up as a parent and your parent says, clean the kitchen and clean the living room, you don't say, well, I only wanted to do the living room. I'll right. do the kitchen tomorrow. Like, right. That doesn't work. You Not got, the household I grew up in. In my house, I, I got slapped, bro. So, you know, I, yeah, uh, yeah exactly. that doesn't work. Exactly. So the same way that we show that respect to our bosses, to our coaches, if you play sports, to our parents growing up, you got to show yourself that same respect. Yeah. And every time you don't do that and you negotiate with yourself, what you do is you lose a little bit of trust in yourself. Mm-hmm. It's just a little bit subconsciously you're telling yourself, okay, when I tell myself I'm going to do something, I don't really mean it because I could just negotiate and just weasel my way out of it. Yeah. You wouldn't do that with your parents. You wouldn't do it with your bosses. Don't do it with yourself. So that's yeah. number one. Okay. Stop negotiating with yourself. Gotcha. The second thing is you got to make the discipline easy. And the way you can make discipline a little bit easier is you want to set yourself up for success. Mm. So, for example, if we're talking about getting out of debt, figure out a way that you can set up to automatically take that money that comes out of your in, from your check into your bank account, automatically take it out and send it towards where it needs to go. So you don't have to remember to do it or you don't have to go through the, the psychological pain of seeing yourself take that money and put it somewhere that you can't spend it. If you can ha- make that automated, automate that process it's much easier for it to get done than you having to remember and make yourself do it. That's real. Or let's say somebody going to the gym. All right. You don't like going to the gym. So make sure you put your sneakers out, put your workout clothes out the night before. So when you wake up in the morning, you don't have to make the decision to pull out your sneakers and pull out the workout gear because you know you don't like going to the gym anyway. And if yeah. you have to make that decision, now that's a little bit less willpower you have to make another decision and yeah. another one and another one. Yeah. So two things is that stop negotiating with yourself Make it easy for yourself. Set yourself up for success so that you don't have to make so many decisions. When you're trying to bring discipline into your life for something that you haven't, you're not naturally inclined to do, you want to make it as easy as possible, reducing the decision-making process, reducing the friction, and reducing the amount of willpower required in order to make it happen. Man, that's so good. I want to add a third thing to add on to what you said. I think for those of you all listening right Mm -hmm. now, those two are very, very important. I I would very quickly say, you know, for me, if you want to be disciplined, have a why. I say why power is stronger than willpower. Willpower gets you through. Why power pushes you to get to. So it's like if 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 you want discipline, you know, make sure that you have a strong and a deep why, because that why will get you up. And you don't feel like going to the gym and then your willpower will get you through the gym. You see what I'm saying? Uh, and so for That's me, right. if you want discipline, you really got to dive deep down into why do I want to be debt free? Why do I want to start this business? Why do I want to be an entrepreneur? Why do I want to get married? Why do I want to do this? And when you can answer that question, then the next step is your willpower will get you through, man. So good, bro. So good. So the very first step that you learn from sports is discipline. Let's go into number two, confidence, bro. Talk to us about confidence from your perspective. Wow. Well, confidence is usually the one, Anthony, that people are asking about. Very very rarely do I get people coming to me saying, Dre, I want to, I want to be more disciplined. Can you help me out? People don't go looking out for discipline. But right. Everybody goes looking for confidence. Right? Yes, sir. Everyone yes, wants sir. to feel higher self-esteem. They want to feel better about themselves, have a more healthy self-image. And the thing is, what a lot of people don't understand is that discipline creates confidence. Ooh. Because people who are very disciplined are usually very confident people, if you really think about it. Come on, you dive bro. into it. Come on. Because they know 
that they're doing the whatever that thing is, whatever that work is, whatever those disciplines are, they're sticking to them. Mm-hmm. They are building these success habits. Mm-hmm. And therefore, they have the kind of confidence, not the kind of confidence you got to wear on your sleeve or post on social media, but the kind of confidence that emanates from within you, like true confidence that comes from inside. And what confidence is, the framework that I use for it is what I call the super you. Okay. Which is you still being yourself, but it's you at your highest possible level of confidence. Wow. An example that I use for that is this is high school kid. He's on his high school basketball team. He's a mediocre player, maybe the 10th best player on the team on his best day. Yeah. One day in practice, the coach comes to the team and says, listen, today we're going to do an experiment. Everybody on the team, I'm going to assign you to pretend to be one of your teammates all day today. So Mm -hmm. each one of you is going to be somebody else. So this guy, he's the 10th best player on the team. His assignment just randomly that day is he has to be the best player on the team. His Mm -hmm. teammate, Mike. Mike's Mm -hmm. the best player on the team, college scholarship, leading scorer. Now, this guy's the 10th best player. His assignment, according to his coach, is to be the best player on the team. Wow. So instead of the coach pointing out your mistakes, you're going to let your own teammates show you what mistakes you're always making. So So since he gets assigned to be the best player on the team, he's out there looking like Michael Jordan, Steph Curry, LeBron James, I guess, for the younger generation. And he's making all these moves, making all these shots, and his teammates are looking at him like, where is this coming from? Because he's never done this before. And at the end of the day of practice, the coach says to him, man, if that's what it takes— you need to pretend to be Mike every day wow. for the rest of your life because he just played out of his mind. Wow. And that's what the super you is about. And the reason that I share that story with people is to let them understand, if you really think about it, this kid who's the 10th best player, he didn't all of a sudden get skills just because the coach told him to. Facts. Like he already had that ability within him. It was the fact that the coach gave him the permission through giving him the assignment, gave him the permission. And this is the key to confidence here that very few people talk about to no longer conform to being who you've always been. Mm. That's what, when you want to make a big jump Mm confidence-wise and self-esteem and change your self-image quick, Mm -hmm. is you have to stop conforming to who you've always been. Confidence Mm. is not a a three-month or 10-year process. You can do it at the snap of a finger as long as you give yourself that permission to step outside of yourself and kind of step into that alter ego, kind of like... uh, Beyonce is known for having a alter ego when she steps on the stage. Right? She's called Sasha Fierce. She, yeah. she had a whole album named Sasha Fierce. Yeah. Stepping into that other person. Yeah. So who is that other person going to be for you? And you can choose to stay in that. You can stay in that role for as long as you want. It's not yeah. a temporary thing. Yeah. So that's really what confidence is about. Right. And again, it's sourced from the reason why you can be confident enough. And let's say Beyonce can be confident enough to step into that role and be that on stage is because... She's done the the practice, right? right? She's done the rehearsals, right? She's done all the dance moves. She's in that studio doing the work. She has the voice coaches. She knows her moves. She's done the cardio so she can sing while she's doing all those dance moves. It's not like she just rolled out of bed and said, okay, I'm just going to be this great performer. She did the work. So this is what I mean when I say discipline creates confidence. Yeah, man. You're hitting on the head there, man. I I think one of the things that I love, and I want to ask you this. Do you think confidence also comes from what we say about ourselves when we look at ourselves in the mirror. Because mm. I, I sometimes when I get out on the golf course, man, I play golf. And I just played the other weekend with my friends. And I was like, man, I suck today. I suck today. I suck today. And I mm. sucked. And then when we got to the last hole, I said, you know, I'm about to kill this hole. I'm about to, oh, I'm about to, I'm about to land on the green. I'm a one putt. I'm going to do it all. And did exactly what I said. Because I, 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 I spoke life, I spoke confidence, I didn't speak negative towards me. 
to 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 those who are listening right now, I think sometimes we can be our biggest critic. Um, and because we are our biggest critic, I think that hurts our confidence. Uh, what are some practical ways, again, people can start off their days or start off their weeks or really start really building strong confidence? Well, first of all, I 100% agree with you that the conversation that we have with ourselves is the most important conversation that happens because yeah. we are with ourselves more often than anybody else. Mm. And what we say to ourselves is 10 times more impactful than what anybody else ever will say to us. Absolutely. That doesn't mean we can't learn from other people. We can take what other people say to us, and then we can take it and say it to ourselves. It's worth 10 times more when we say it than when, you know, Anthony says it, Dre says it, you yeah. know, Tony Robbins says it. We yeah. have to say it to ourselves. Yeah. As far as the question that you're asking, uh, tell me the question one more time. I lost it. Yeah, yeah man. No, you, 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 you remind me of me, brother. We just get to going. I, what I was saying was how do we help people really start building confidence? What are some practical things we can do uh, to build confidence? For okay. an example, someone says, man, I, I can't start a business. Well, that's a lack of confidence. I, mm-hmm. I can't pay off debt. Right. That's, that's a lack of confidence. You know, what are some practical things mm-hmm. we can start doing or saying to build true confidence? Great. Well, is a when it comes to achieving in life, three step process is a very simple: be, do, and then have. Come on, bro. And the way that I have people break it down is we work backwards. Okay. So most people understand the concept of goals. Like yeah. What do you want to have in life? What do you want to achieve? You want to make this much money? You want to get out of debt? You want to have big muscles? You want to be a superstar singer? Write down all the things you want, all the goals you want to achieve in life. Most people are pretty good with coming up with those. Yeah. Now, the next step is working backwards. What do you need to do? Mm. So we all understand you can't get something for nothing. So what are you willing to give in order to achieve these outcomes? What steps need to be taken? Good. You need to you know, go to the gym this much. So you need to get this, this much, uh, this kind of job. You need to make this much every day in your business. How much revenue you got to generate? What are the steps that need to be taken? What are all the things you have to do to achieve these outcomes? And just make sure your actions match those goals. Now, the third question, and this is the question that almost nobody ever asks themselves, mm. and this is the key question. Mm-hmm. Who do I need to be? Mm. What kind of person do I need to be in order to do this? How do I need to look at myself when I, how do I need to see myself when I look in the mirror? How do I want people to feel when I walk into a room? What kind of energy, what kind of aura do I need to project in my life in order to do these things in order to get these results? Because here's the thing, what I tell people is this. If you were already being that person, you would already be taking these actions and yeah. you would already have the results. Yeah. So since you don't have the results yet, that means the actions haven't quite happened yet. Or maybe you're doing all the right things, quote unquote, but you don't have the right energy. You don't have the right approach. Yeah. And there have been many times in, I think, anyone's life who's listening to this where you felt like you were following the steps perfectly, mm. not getting the results. Mm. But then your mindset changed, your energy changed. What you just said, Anthony, you're mm-hmm. playing golf. Wasn't going good. Your mindset changed. Like you already knew how to play golf. Yep. Your mindset changed. You stepped to that next hole, and all of a sudden, you did the same thing. You got a different result. Yes. It's because your being changed. The yes. being is just the way that we are, the energy that we have in a moment. And when you change your state, your mental, emotional, energetic state, you can take the same actions and get a completely different result. So that's how you build that confidence. And it, you can do this consistently. This is an everyday thing. So some people call it auto-suggestion or self-talk or affirmations, the way that you talk to yourself every day. Because again, what you say to yourself has more impact than what anybody else says to you. So if you make a habit out of doing that every single day, 
you're going to start to change yourself from the inside out. You know, um, this brings something up. When I think of like where I'm at in a space that I'm in, a lot of people lack the confidence of and the discipline of getting out of debt. And and it's because that they don't see it. They don't have the accountability partners. They they um, they don't have the dreams. And so I, I appreciate you for saying that, bro. Like, I really do appreciate you for saying that. Real talk. Yo, if you just now tuned in, man, this is The Table with your boy, Anthony O'Neill. And I have my brother, my new brother in the building with me today via satellite. Um, his name is Dre, Dre Baldwin. Uh, he is the owner of Work On Your Game. If you're listening to this on podcast or watching it on YouTube, I want you to please hit that subscribe button. Um, and I want you to make sure that you rock with me every single Monday morning because we're having a real and relevant conversation. And so I really, really appreciate you for rocking with me. I really, really appreciate you for rocking uh, with Dre as well. Follow his stuff. We're going to put all of his social media information and his book information in the show notes. So make sure to check that out. So as we're coming to a close, bro, you got two more things that I think are, are amazing. And I think these last two things are crucial, especially this third one. You talk about having mental toughness and and to be in this world <laughs> to be successful you're going to be t- attacked you're going to be talked about you're going to criticize yourself you your mind has to be tough how do we do that bro mm-hmm. especially with the age of social media as soon as you do put something out on social media you're giving the world to comment on yourself to criticize you to attack you how do we gain how do we build true mental toughness yeah, and this is, a, I think, the one of the biggest challenges these days, especially when we talk about the internet world, is Napoleon Hill, back when he wrote Think and Grow Rich yep. you know, nearly 100 years ago. He listed out the six basic human fears. Number one human fear was the fear of poverty, which made sense back then because it was at the height of the Great Depression. The yep. number two fear is the fear of criticism. Yep. And nowadays, I think they swap places. I think the fear of criticism is the biggest thing now because every time, like you said, every time you post something— the whole world could say whatever they want to say about it. But what I find is that a lot of times people are, like you said earlier, their own biggest critic. Yes. And I try to advise people, don't be your own biggest critic. Go get a, a mentor. Go yeah. get a coach. Let yeah. them be your biggest critic. Because a lot of times what people call themselves being their own biggest critic, what they're really doing is beating themselves down. And then they blame it on the world. Then they blame it on Instagram. They blame it on the comment section. When it's really what you're saying to yourself is way more damaging than anybody anything anybody can say on YouTube. So when it comes to mental toughness, how can people build that mental toughness? First of all, watch yourself talk. Watch how you're talking to yourself, number one. Number two, you mentioned at the beginning of this episode, minding your business. Yes, sir. Your life is a business. Yeah. Even if you're unemployed, you're still in business. You're just pre-revenue right now, right? So we are all in business on, on some level. And minding your business means... Not paying so much attention to what everybody else is doing. Mm. Because the more we pay attention to what everybody else is doing, sometimes it starts to make us feel worse. It's like, damn, I'm not doing what he's doing. I don't have what she has. What's wrong with me? Come on. Right? And so this is what I tell people is find a few people who have the keys to what you want. I'm talking three to five people. And don't pay attention to anybody else. Just pay attention to those three to five. Take in everything they have. Read all their books. Watch all their shows. And don't pay attention to anybody else. If you're taking in too many things, your brain's going to get confused. Yeah. Eventually, their ideas are going to clash. Yeah. And when it comes to that mental toughness, it's just accepting the fact that things are going to happen in life. And most of the time, we don't know what they are, especially the stuff that we don't want to happen. 
it's just the anticipation of it, knowing that something's going to happen, but knowing that you'll be able to deal with it. That's what mental toughness is about. So there's going to be a surprise in all of our lives at some point this year, every yeah. single one of us, something that we didn't want, but we're going to have to deal with. Yeah. And it's not a matter of us walking around in fear or anxiety of something bad happening. It's just knowing something's going to occur in our lives and I'll be able to deal with it when it happens. Just a centeredness that comes with it. So good. So this is why you have people who do yoga and people who do uh, meditation. It's not so much that we know what it's going to be again, but it's just being prepared for it. So then when something does happen, we can deal with it and stay centered in the process of things occurring. That's really what the mental toughness is. Yeah. And again, when I was getting out of debt and starting the baby steps that my mentor teaches, Dave Ramsey, um, I think we need a baby step zero, you know, because it's like I knew the process, but no one prepared my mind for the process. And and I always say this, like if your why doesn't make you cry, then the price of commitment to do what you need to do to become successful or to do whatever you want to do will make you cry. And the reason why it, it will make you cry is because your mind, the mental side of you was not tough. It wasn't prepared. No one helped you get your mind ready for the journey you're about to take. And I think that one of the most crucial things you can do for for the mental toughness is prepare your mind for where you're going. You know, really have a conversation with yourself. Like you said, get a mentor, get a coach, get someone that can help sharpen your mind for the journey you're about to go on. Uh, because I'm pretty sure, bro, you've been through a lot and you've had to sometimes deal with things personally. But your mind was a huge process of that because if your mind is not healthy, uh, then you're not going to go for the journey long, long term. So. That's that's dope, man. That's dope. Let, let, let's wrap it up, brother. I wish we had an hour show, uh, but, man, you're you, you dropping some knowledge. What's the last piece, bro, when it comes to working on their game? Last piece is personal initiative. That's taking all this mental stuff we're talking about here and now actually moving your feet yeah. and doing something with this. this let's go. Turning that potential energy into kinetic energy and taking action. Yeah. And one of the biggest challenges these days, again, we can look around and see what everybody else is doing. We start second guessing ourselves or we start going on one path. Then we see somebody else's shiny object. We're like, oh, maybe I should go that way. And then we see somebody else's, then we want to go that way. And then if it doesn't work the way that theirs is working, we think something's wrong with us. Yeah. And then we scrap the whole thing and now we're starting over. So then we get all these fits and starts. So we got all these shallow minds that we started digging. So when it comes to personal initiative, the way I describe it is making things happen instead of waiting for things to happen. Mm. It's being willing to get started. Just being willing to try something. Yes. Being willing to take on a challenge and move. And a lot of times in life, the leader is not necessarily the person who's the best. It's the leader is the person who went first. Mm. The leader is the person who took initiative. The leader is the person who went out and started something. Maybe somebody else will come along and do it better. But the person who goes first is the person who's going to be remembered. So good. Because they went first. Yeah. You build confidence in going first. You build mental toughness in going first because you're probably not going to be, everything you do is probably not going to be right. You're going to make mistakes if nobody did it before you. There's no blueprint. But you build discipline also. Yeah. Going first is a discipline. Taking yeah. initiative is a discipline. Being a leader is a discipline. And understand that these things are all taken. Mm -hmm. Lead is taken. Initiative mm -hmm. is taken. Those are not things that are handed out to you. So this is discipline, it's confidence, it's mental toughness, all wrapped in one, being willing to take that initiative. And there's so many people in life who are professional information gatherers, right? Mm. I call them pigs. Yeah. PIG, professional information gatherer. They're just gathering more information. Well, let me get more info. Let me make sure this is right. Let me make sure this is correct. I don't want to put anything out if it's not perfect. 
And then they end up doing nothing. And time goes, time is ticking every minute that you're waiting to get started. So that personal initiative thing is just what makes you a leader and takes all of these tools you have and actually puts them out into the world. And even if it's bad, at least now you know it's bad. But let's put it out there and let's find out. Man, I love that, bro. Don't be a pig. Get the information that you need. Uh, but then when you get that information to make a wise decision, get out there and do the work. That's, That's it. Right. Bottom line, be a young man, be a young woman of character, integrity, hardworking. You don't have to be the smartest, like what you said. Uh, just take the initiative. And you're right. Most of the millionaires and billionaires today, they're not they're not super smart. They just took the initiative and they hung in there. Like when, they, when people gave up, it was like, nah, I'm going to take the initiative. I'm going to be tough. I'm going to have mental toughness. You know, I'm going to have confidence that I can get through this. And I'm going to have discipline to sustain and to last when everyone else is quitting and throwing in the towel. That's why you have your Apples. That's why you have your Teslas. That's why you have your Dave Ramses. That's why you have your Bill Gates. That's why you have your Oprah Winfrey's because they just hung in there. So, man, bro, thank you so, so so much for rocking with us today on the table. Um, I greatly appreciate you. Everyone, I need you to go rock uh, with my guy. Um, I'm going to drop all of his information in show notes, his social media, his website. But you also have a book, bro. Give us a quick description of the book. How can they get it? Um, how much does it cost? And uh, so that way I want to support you in whatever you're doing, bro. Sure. So this is my book called The Mirror of Motivation. So I've written several books, but this is the one that everyone should start with. It's yeah. the self-guide, the self-discipline. Like we talked about discipline is the first principle of the working in your game philosophy. I give people this book for free. All we ask is that you cover the shipping. Help us out by covering the shipping. We'll ship it out to you wherever you are. reason you want this book is since most people don't go looking for discipline is as we talked about, most people have goals. Yeah. And everyone who's listening to this understands you can't get something for nothing. You got to work hard. Yeah. But most people never ask themselves, who do I need to be? This book will give you the frameworks for answering the question, who do I need to be? Mm. I'm not going to tell you who to be. That wouldn't make any sense. This is not me or Anthony hyping you up. Also, that is short term, doesn't last. This is you answering for yourself. Who do I need to be so I can do what I need to do and have what I want to have in life? This book will give you the frameworks for answering that question and asking and answering that question. We'll give it to you for free. We just ask you to cover the shipping at mirrorofmotivation.com. Again, mirrorofmotivation.com. Mirrorofmotivation.com and we'll make sure to put that in the show notes. Ladies and gentlemen, thank y'all so much for rocking with your boy. This is Anthony O'Neill right here at the table where we drop it every Monday morning at 8 a.m. Central Standard Time. Don't forget, we're going to keep it real, relevant, and relatable. And we did that today with my brother, Dre Baldwin. Make sure to check out all of his information, his social media, I'll get his books. And you know what? Go get one of his books, you guys, and sew it into someone. Be a blessing into someone. Help them get the practical skills that they need to be successful. And so get all of his information below and don't forget we'll see you next monday it's your boy anthony o'neill peace out